Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Guillermo del Toro has weighed in with his opinion on the upcoming sequel to James Cameron's 2009 record-setting blockbuster, Avatar, saying the movie is, quote, a staggering achievement, chock full of majestic vistas and emotions at an epic, epic scale. So that is uh, Guillermo del Toro talking about Avatar 2, The Way of Water or whatever. I haven't really been, <laughs> been keeping up on it like at all. What about you? Are you excited to see it? Um, I'm excited to see it because there's very few movies that I'm stoked to see in the theater these days because this like, goes so rarely. But Avatar was not only just a great movie to see in the theater, it was my first ever 3D movie that I saw in the theater. Did we see that together? I think we might have. I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, I wish you were here when it came out uh, so we could see it together. Keep our streak going. Um, I expect it to be like uh, a Taylor Swift song, you know, like really pretty and like vibrant and I'm going to love it. But then I'm going to look back on it and be like, oh, (laughs) careful. I don't know if we have any Swifties. I mean, I'm a Swiftie. I love me some Swiftie. Don't get me wrong. I had a, yeah, I had one of her songs stuck on my head for like the last couple days, actually. It's funny they mentioned I that. have straight Tay days, you know, like nothing Tay. but Taylor. And those days are very awesome. But like, you know, there's also. Well, that's kind of like with Avatar. I mean, like I I love that movie um, for the sheer like exactly. spectacle of it. But also, I mean, it's kind of a dumb movie. It's like a story that's been done 30 times at least. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah, he, is, he was not doing that much new story wise. But also, I mean, you can't really knock the what that did for movies and yeah no i have mixed feelings on it i'm i kind of want to go see it though just because it's avatar and the theater experience there's, there's no way that that movie won't be cool it won't there's Looking. no way it won't be worth like the 14 dollars or whatever yeah. it costs to go see it like i've paid much more money for much worse experiences so uh i don't know 100 cool. yeah and like you know eiffel 65 is always like excited for a little resurgence you know Wait, I'm blue. Dum dee dum die. That's the worst. That's the worst. Oh boy. Oh my god. Yeah, I haven't talked to you in a while. I forgot about your jokes. You know, uh, we haven't talked in like almost a week. Uh, everybody, I hope you all had a really awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, if you celebrate that, and uh, if not, I hope you you had a couple days off at least. Yeah, we didn't really do anything on the podcast for the last like four or five days, just because family is in town or we're moving around doing stuff and. Um, you know how it is around the holidays. I feel like the last week of November up until the 1st of January is kind of like no man's land as far as getting things done. It's just like, mm-hmm. well, uh, I don't know. Everything's just like all over the place. The weather's terrible. It's getting dark too fast. Uh, unless you're in Australia or the Southern Hemisphere. But yeah, Chad and I have gotten a lot of reading done and we've got a lot of episodes coming out in the near future in the next week for you. Speaking of reading and everything like that, Chad, what have you been up to this week? We haven't talked in a while. We haven't, no. We've been working through some uh, some thickens, though, which has been uh, great. So still working on Wizard and Glass. Almost a good chunk of the way through that bad guy. And when you were saying it's a story and a story that is a very long story, you are not wrong. No, no, it's really long. Uh, it's like 600 pages of it's like a whole other book inside of that book, totally. which is really cool. But with the holiday and everything, Chad and I were going to put a part one episode out last week and we decided not to. And then both of us, because the book is so good, found out yesterday that we had both been reading past the halfway <laughs> yeah. mark. I, like, I couldn't stop, man. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stop so either. Good. So 
we're just going to do one big long episode. It's going to be like probably an hour and a half, maybe even like two hours long. And we're just going to, we don't want to fall behind schedule and have another week go by where we just do part one. So we're just going to re the, you know, finish this up, put it out this week. It's going to be a long episode and uh, get right on to the wind through the keyhole next week and just stay just on track. Big fat fatty as this book deserves. I really love it. I see why it's people's favorite in the series. I haven't read to the end, so I can't quite put my, my mark on it yet, but uh, I, I think I like the last one a little bit more. But this is an amazing yeah. book. It's very good. <laughs> it's funny when we uh, when I started the book, they were like looking at this structure in the town. It's like far away, and it was like really interesting. I was like, oh, I'm stoked to see what that is. And I don't think we're gonna get to it by the end of this book, even though like in book terms, it was only like a half a mile away. You know, but I don't think we're not gonna get there. In this I'm book. <laughs> really excited to see what you think about the rest of the series because it just keeps getting way more weird than this. We're still in kind of normal territory right now, which uh, is like but, crazy because yeah, we're that's, not. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. What else have you been reading? Um, I've been uh, hitting up some Court of Silver Flames, the last one there, which is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's good. It's get better. I dig it. I dig it. So long. It's so long. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like. Come on, you know, but like it's uh it's good and I I am really enjoying it. It was nice to have the little break of the last book that was just that nice little vibe check, you know, before we get serious again, which was fun. I also finished the Black Tongue Thief, which was really fun. Oh, cool. Nice. I loved that book. I'm nice. I broke kind of like our your rule of not waiting until a whole series is out, you know. Oh, I'm uh, but of, I wasn't going to wait. That anyway. yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but like, no, I'm, no, kinda, fine. I'm pretty much over that. There's too many cool books out there. I'm There's not gonna, too many cool books. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not putting that limit on myself anymore. Like, if I want to read something, so, like, whatever. This book is good enough. I'm going to want to read the first one again before I read the second one, oh, nice. which is fine. You know, that's yeah. great. But like, you know, uh, whatever. It'll be fine. I'm sure at the time I'll be like, no. Uh, just because it's always like there's so many books that I haven't read that I want to get to. But uh, I don't know. I'm pretty I'm kind of looking forward to reading it a second time now that I know the term in the world. As I was telling everyone last week, that my one qualm with it was there was so much world building and like terms in different languages that were like inside jokes amongst the characters that I just kind of had a trouble like remembering all of them, you know? Totally. Um, so on the second time through, it'll probably be a little bit more like understandable, which would be nice. Yeah, and you'll have that second book to look forward to. Yeah. I think it'll be cool on your next reread. Yeah, yeah, and I awesome. think the next book is called Rising Shadow. It's coming out in 2024. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> long time, but I mean, you know, not really, I guess. 2022 went by so fast. It's like uh, crazy yeah. that it's almost 2023. It's funny. I made a video today on TikTok about my most anticipated, well, maybe not like the most anticipated, but some of my anticipated reads for next year. And um, like while I was kind of compiling the list, so much stuff is just like doesn't have a release date or it's coming out in 2024 or whenever, you know, there's so much stuff out there that doesn't have a cover. That's a, I don't know. It's, it's kind of made me sad, <laughs> so, but yeah. it shouldn't make me sad because there's so much stuff. There's, I cannot stress enough how many books there are out there, how many completed series there are out there. So that you many. can read it'll totally be fine. You'll be fine forever. Like <laughs> yeah. you can read, you could literally start today then only read stuff that's finished. And it would take you like 10 years to read it all. I mean, right. So, Even like fantasy novels, you would just still never read them all. No, there's no way you would, you might find a little dip in quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you'd like, chew through the, <laughs> through the real top shelfers. Yeah. And then, you know, in like whatever. eight or nine to 15 years and then, yeah. you know, whatever. That's cool. Whatever. I'm glad that you like that. Uh, you should read Between Two Fires by Christopher Buhlman if you liked his writing. It's I did like, like his uh, writing. It's yeah, really it's exciting. Like, it's 
like religious horror like Ooh, but not, okay. it's not it's like medieval religious horror it's not like possession horror well i guess it kind of is i don't know <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like it's not like it's not like exorcist horror like modern stuff that that you might not like very much but it's more there's okay. like a whole veneer of like the medieval kind of it's like black plague era type stuff so there is like that kind of distance between you and like I feel like modernity with those other kinds of themes like possession and like exorcisms and stuff. It's just, it just, it, it lends so much more like horror to it, you know, because it's like, oh, oh yeah. wow. Like that girl's just like in an apartment, you know, the, the, I'm in an apartment. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're some of my least like favorite type of horror movies because they're so effective. Very effective. And I just like, they scare me more than any other type of. Because you can't control you know? anything. No, like with like if the... like a killer is running after you, you can just you can run away. Right, or I can know? attack him or yeah. something. You know, man. I also uh, so I've been kind of going through a little Star Trek phase. You know, I was telling you about yeah, Prodigy like last it. week, and then the Lower Deck show. I really recommend if anyone thinks you know like Rick and Morty is fun, but they like the Star Trek universe. It's just great and funny. And this week, I like took a little more serious turn and watched Star Trek Discovery, which was released the first season in 2018. It's great. Really good. You're going like backwards with Star Trek. I love I it. I know. It's so <laughs> like cool. What a, I mean, there's no one way to do it. Yeah. Do no. it however you want. I had no idea there were so many different shows, like start versions of Star Trek shows. I kind of they thought they just like stopped with Oh no. Um no no with no. like Captain Picard, you know. Oh, no, no. How it ended in my mind. <laughs> it was like Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I mean I watched a lot of Deep Space Deep I watched a lot of Deep Space Nine as well, but uh, not and recently. And if you want kind of like the the RC Cola of Star Trek, you could go <laughs> with Stargate. Uh, there's also Battlestar Galactica. There's so many episodes of that. that you could go that down a true. hole. There's a gigantic rabbit hole for you to go I down. I never really liked the Battlestar Galactica. I really liked the Stargate movie growing up, but never the show so much. Uh, but if anyone's trying to get their Star Trek on, I recommend all three of those. Uh, Prodigy, Lower Decks, and Discovery. Discovery being like the most serious one. This is not animated or anything. It was really good. And there's four seasons of it. So buckle up because there's a lot of it. Is it and just a lot of like war? Is it episodic like most Star Trek uh, episodes? No. Oh, no, really? it's uh, it's you need to kind of watch it in order or else you're going to be really confused. Huh, it's this cool. whole story of. Uh, the story is based around Spock's sister, and she's like a human, half Vulcan, kind of got the same thing as Spock going on. And she gets aboard this ship that has some like unique science that no that exists nowhere else in the universe. Uh, and that's kind of the main like thrust of the show is them dealing with that. And it's very good. It's very serious though. Like there's a lot of a lot of people dying. It's a war, you know. <laughs> but it was good. I liked it a lot. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then, of course, I Thanksgiving so hard. Man, halfway through, I'm like so full. And halfway through Thanksgiving dinner, my dad brings out a prime rib. What? Yeah. Uh, it was like 20 minutes into the meal. I'm already full. He brings out a prime rib because like turkey kind of sucks. You know, like I don't care how good it's you right. are at making it. It's <laughs> yeah, like it's a usually... dry always, you know. I mean, I always just put a bunch of gravy and like cranberry sauce. And stuff yeah, me it. too. Like, that's the uh, I can't do, do the cranberry for some reason. It's just oh, not, what? My, not my jam. Uh, yeah, American, I like Chad. the sweet with the savory. It's weird. But uh, the prime rib was so good. And I'm not going to not have like four or five pieces of it when it's in front of me. And then like eight nephews and nieces afterwards, you know, I spun one of them once around and then they all lined up and you can't like not spin every oh one God. of them. And by like the 10th time around, I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to throw up on the next one that I 
spin. Like, I cannot do this anymore, Uncle Chad. Wow, you have enough. eight nephews and nieces? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's so many children in that house. There's a lot. There's, like, running all over the place. And Jeez, uh, were there, like, I... 20 people at your Thanksgiving thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, my uncle came, too. He was a really nice guy. He's a balloon artist. <laughs> well, wow. that's, like, his hobby. Oh, okay. It's like, Good I didn't hustle. know that you could. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> wow damn no no big family arguments or anything like that no 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 not at no all drama no no dra- no drama it was uh it was a nice just smooth sailing um thanksgiving it was nice but uh how was your thanksgiving oh, it was cool yeah no no big drama or anything like that just you know i watched football but yeah uh, i didn't really know too many people like that well at this thanksgiving thing so it was cool like nobody really asked about me or anything i was kind of ate food and ate small talk and <laughs> i'm pretty pretty good about it but um, yeah, the holiday in itself is just kind of weird because um, I don't know. Sometimes you just you're around family that either you you get along with fairly well or like not really that well, and then they're kind of asking you about like updates with like what you've got going on. It's like mm. you're in kind of this weird position because you should be able to just say, "Oh, I don't want to talk about that at all." Yeah, like I have no interest in discussing that. Yeah, <laughs> because like you don't care, and and like I don't care to tell you, and like, right. nobody like cares, if you would have cared, really. you would have called me with Aaron. If I would have cared for right. you, like, no, I, I haven't talked to you, you know in like by eleven now. months. You know, <laughs> yeah. but that's not how it always goes, which is really cool. It's just I have mixed feelings on the holiday. It's kind of weird, you know. Like the reasons for celebrating it are kind of weird and like not super well founded, and it's just there's a whole like lot of just strangeness around it but i do really like like i said i do really like the idea that it's mostly about people just kind of coming together and being around each other for a little while so that is kind of something i can get behind being grateful for stuff not a bad theme totally yeah that is a pretty okay theme especially (laughs) i mean it makes sense especially around like um you know like a harvest time or you know we're closing out the year let's kind of like reflect as far as reading goes yeah tell uh, me about the books that you've been reading on Let's see, I finished um, a book called To Be Taught If Fortunate by Becky Chambers today. Uh, that was great. It was just, just like a little novella uh, about four astronauts that are surveying planets. And they're kind of looking for Earth-like planets. And so they're looking for life on Earth. It takes place about like, I don't know, like 150 years from now or something like that. And, you know, as things usually do in space stories, a thing kind of goes wrong but there's kind of that's kind of more in the background of the story. The book is really about like how important it is that we're out in space at all. And like even though on the surface it might not make a lot of sense why we're out in space, you know, there's so many things to deal with like on Earth. The, the amount of resources and manpower and time and energy and everything that goes into exploring space, um, you know, that's vast. It might seem like a little bit superfluous almost when there's so much going on here, but it. It, it's kind of explored that a little bit and you know the idea that when you're it's, it's kind of like interstellar but like i kind of liked it more than interstellar personally <laughs> like personally uh but i didn't really like interstellar <laughs> that much so as a book or a uh, movie oh uh, interstellar is interstellar not a, book. a book no oh, okay i uh, didn't know uh, it's kind of like the same idea where you got like this crew of people that are like looking for exoplanets and stuff like that but um and then there's the, there's like the the entire added thing of you aren't aging as fast as the people on your home planet all the time you whininess like it was, I mean, it was a lot packed into a little book. And it was just, I mean, Becky Chambers is such a fantastic writer. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm really glad that I read it. Uh, Becky Chambers also wrote the Wayfarers series. Uh, the first book is called The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. I did read that, but I haven't read the other books in there. She also wrote like a Psalm for the Wild Built. She's just really prolific and been nominated for a bunch of Hugos and stuff. So 
yeah with becky chambers stuff right yeah totally with with becky chambers you're always going to get like really good pros some good representation in there and good like space stuff going on so that's a pretty winning combination for me and that's a skilled thing to be able to do space well because i feel like there's every like armchair scientist who's like well actually when you're in space i know and you kind of have to take some liberties with stuff if you're writing space fantasy and space fiction and things like that you know because like some stuff just like literally is just a theory or some stuff hasn't even been thought of before and you kind of have to twist a couple things and just say well in this universe that i'm writing this is a thing and i'm not going to go into every single detail of why it's a thing but it is and it's a thing so because of that we can move on and talk about this thing as a result of that thing being real and you kind of have to just say well that's it. That's a thing. Sorry. Whatever. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be our universe. You know, it could be some parallel universe. It's like where you're, uh, you know, you read Mistborn, like no one's complaining about the fact that people are like literally converting metal powder dust into magic, you know, and it's like, but then in space, it's like actually time or that would not happen to their eyeballs when exposed to the freezing thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, I find that um, engaging characters uh, will usually help with suspension of disbelief. Like some kind of stakes or conflict or something like that really helps with that a lot. But I don't know. My my ability to suspend my disbelief has been honed <laughs> to a razor edge as I've been reading science fiction and fantasy and mostly genre fiction, too. It's just, I mean, it's like with video games, you know, it's like when people get pissed off that there's like a woman in a World War Two game. And it's just like, dude, is that really the thing that you're like? You're like a super you're soldier that Nazi never... zombies. Yeah. yeah like, like... <laughs> like, come on. Like, it's a... What? Like, the woman like... is where you have a problem? Yeah. Like pick something like it's, it's all made up, man. It's all. So, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but what else have I been doing? I've been reading. Uh, I'm almost done with Exile by R.A. Salvatore. Ah, oh. ah, oh, Dritzt, you lonely, dude. lonely boy. He's, He's so a lonely, lonely man. I did so not lonely. think that was <laughs> like the book opens up with him just being like, "Aw," but yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, I'm almost done with it. I don't quite know where it's going to end up. I'm excited to talk to you about it. And then I've got Sojourn. And then after uh, the Dark Elf trilogy, my kind of side piece <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. Uh, my kind of side trilogy that I'll be reading uh, in addition to us reading uh, whatever we're doing. In the next couple of months, I'm going to read the Nevernight series by Jay Kristoff. Oh, um, nice. I have no I've idea really what it's things. about. Yeah, I guess it's like a world where the sun never sets or something like I, I, I think I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to say I don't know what it is instead of starting to talk about it. But dude, that's I'm the best way them. to go into a book series. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with it. So I'm going to read those because I've heard really good things. Um, I'm going to try to get Jay Kristoff up in here. Oh, that would be rad. That would be cool. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to keep reading some more Salvatore. I'll probably read the Legacy after this or something but I'll, I'll probably just always have something like this in my back pocket like i said uh, also making my way through wizard and glass like i said is it's hefty it's such it's a big hefty. book um but we are going to finish that this week big thing that i did this week at least it was big for me and one of the reasons that i didn't read as much as i wanted to i still i read a decent amount but i watched not one not two but three marvel movies over Whoa. the week and that is big for me that's a lot You've of been marveling hard these last I month have. or two so i watched uh avengers of infinity war which destroyed me like i could not that, that was the people were in a movie theater and just saw that ending to that movie and then just yeah, got up I and did. went home yeah like, dude, i was like whoa that i'm was, not even that invested i couldn't believe that i that that hadn't been spoiled for me I, i'm so like 
I'm so grateful yeah, to the how internet. How that not? I don't know. Cool. It's been a while. Uh, and then I watched uh, Captain Marvel, which was awesome. You have to watch Captain Marvel <laughs> to watch Endgame. Like, it's so important. Yeah, I didn't watch Marvel. I just watched Endgame. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Captain Marvel is really important. And <laughs> I think maybe a little bit overpowered. But she just also... comes in and, like, wrecks in Endgame. <laughs> it's pretty wild. But whatever, who cares? Uh, everybody's overpowered. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. this person's 5% more overpowered than a literal god of thunder. Who gives a shit? But uh, there I... are some uh, some notables, though, like Green Arrow. Like, what are you doing here, man? Like, playing with the big boys, you know, this little bow and arrow. Versus, oh, you like, mean, you mean, with... um, you mean, um, fucking, what's his name? Green Arrow? It's Green... not Green Arrow. It's like, something like that, so... though. He's the arrow guy. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. He's handsome and he uses a bow and he's dressed I know, green. and I like literally can't remember what he's called and I just <laughs> exactly. watched the movies. Oh, Hawkeye. 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 There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what like is he doing? Joke. I don't Everyone know. Everyone else is like shooting laser beams out of their eyes and he's like, I'm out of arrows. <laughs> well, see, I really, I like Hawkeye as a character just fine. Oh, he's great. Hawkeye is a good character, but yeah, he's completely useless, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Endgame. Wow. Um, okay, so let me just... I'm going to give you my thoughts on Endgame, like, I don't know, four years late on it for everybody that's listening. Um, but this is this is my kind of, like, my my renaissance, <laughs> my, my Marvel... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But Endgame, it was such a weird watching experience for me because at first, like, the first hour, I was like, wow, this is dragging a little bit. And time travel, huh? That's what we're doing? We're doing time travel? But... Yeah. I mean, like, how else were we going to get this done? Right. I mean, it yeah. really makes a lot of sense when you because th- I, I was like, OK, so what are they going to are they going to fu- is it like Dragon Ball Z? Are there like other Infinity Stones on like a different planet or something? They're going to have to like talk to the Namekians or something. It really did feel kind of like Dragon Ball Z, but whatever. It's fine. It Everything is Dragon Ball definite Z. Definite Dragon Ball Z moments. But um, yeah, it was it, like it felt it felt like it, it was dragging a little bit. And then it felt rushed, and then it felt perfect. It was it was three hours long. That final battle was just oh my god. When I'm not okay, I, I know this sounds like spoilers, but I feel like I'm the only person listening to this that hasn't watched Avengers Endgame. I so I think that's safe to there's say. There's a part I'm not gonna I'm gonna go light on the spoilers here. But when when Doctor Strange like starts opening all those portals, and it's just oh, I think oh. <laughs> just just epic yeah so epic and okay so i loved it and i want to say i feel so dumb i feel so silly and i feel so disappointed in myself that i was just too cool i was too cool in 2018 <laughs> to just go to a movie theater and go see like one of the the, the most spectacular visual things i could have seen oh, on a man. freaking movie theater screen it was real I'm great. so disappointed in myself like it's just i should have just listened to the hype and I should have just gone and had fun with it. But instead, I was just too cool for it. I thought I, I listened to what everybody was saying. And this is what happens when you listen to everybody trashing stuff before you even right. give it a chance, you know, like, and this that conversation is still happening today. And it's such a silly conversation. Like Marvel is ruining cinema. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's no. not. No, it's not. There are, a, there are a thousand really great movies that are out right now. You could literally go watch them right now. Now is disney ruining cinema maybe like maybe maybe, maybe there's maybe. A, like, there's a whole You're definitely like, ruining star wars <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole corporate control aspect of things that you know um will kind of like infringe on other movies ability to get 
in front of people's eyes, right? There's that whole part of the conversation, but like looking objectively at the quote unquote quality of the Marvel movies and then saying those are bringing down the bar for quality in movies. It's like, dude, shut up. Like, go watch the movies that yeah. you think are good then. I don't know what to tell you. I had a terrific time and I run an entire podcast talking about story structure. I run an entire podcast talking about the intricacies of what makes things enjoyable. And I freaking love those movies. I thought they were so cool. Yes, they are dumb. There are parts of the, like, especially in Endgame, where Paul Rudd just kind of walks in and he's just like, time travel, am I right? And they're just right. like, wow, what a great idea. And then, you know, Tony Stark is just like, it's impossible. There's no way in hell we could do it. And then right. he yeah, just kind of like, he just kind of like flicks his hologram a couple times and he's like, I figured out time travel. Yes, <laughs> yes, obviously that's silly. It's, it's, but it's also, it's fast tracking us to what we care about, right? And if, and if you really wanted to dig in to like what makes a good story, is it sticking to what's interesting to us? Is it taking us to the things that we care about? Is it shedding light on the on the stories that are actually affecting us? Because I'll tell you, the relationship between Hawkeye and Natasha at a certain point in that movie was way more impactful to me as an audience member than whether or not they got the intricacies of time travel figured out right. in, a, in a reasonable amount of time. Like, who gives a shit about that? I want to know about how Iron Man and Captain America's relationship has healed and things like, you know what i mean like that's way totally. more interesting to me oh the relational aspect is always more interesting and those movies yeah like you like you were saying you'll know, say what you want but they've figured out the equation and they plug every movie into them you know what you're gonna get except it's just gonna be a little bit shinier every time and it's just it's great a, i love it's a little shiny yeah I yeah mean, it's a little shinier i'm so happy that i watched those like i said the only thing that bums me out about it is that i didn't go see it in theaters it's and now I can't even go see it in theaters, even if they re-release it, because it's not going to be my first time watching it, Chad. It's yeah. going to be my second or third time watching it. So Dude, it's not, like in the still theater, not people the got so hyped. Like people would yeah, like dress up and they would cheer. You know, like the opening credits would come up and everyone would be cheering. It's like hard not to be like kind of hyped. I feel the hater side of things. You know, it's like easy to kind of jump on the like, yeah. But I like you know real stories or real intricacy. It's like okay, yeah, but like. Show this for what it is. It's like pretty good. Yeah, it's a Twinkie, but it's delicious. Eat you it. can critique something and not you can even not like it. That's fine. Right. That's fair. Um, but the thing is, is like highbrow, whatever, whatever you want to call it, good quote unquote movies are and Marvel movies are not mutually exclusive. Like you don't have to only watch one kind of movie. Just like right. you you don't only have to read Dostoevsky and never read I don't know, what insert whatever book people have a low opinion of, you know what I mean? Like you can read both of them. You could, you could read them one after the other, if you want to, <laughs> you know, and your reading experience will probably be augmented and like made better for that. You know, absolutely. It's just, it's just all it is, is just, it's just elitism and it puts a bad taste yeah. in my mouth and it's just weird seeing these conversations. And what it really boils down to is like, I didn't like it. And you know what? That's a hundred percent valid. So valid for you to not like something you don't even have to explain yourself you don't even have to yeah. explain yourself you can just not like something because you just don't like it you know that's totally fair i personally think that half the people that they're like oh, i don't like it like mm, they do they're the same <laughs> people who are like i don't like taylor swift songs like yeah but when you're alone in the car you're singing that <laughs> the only thing about the marvel movies that i feel like is just not my bag is the humor sometimes oh, it's um, very cheesy sometimes it is good and sometimes there are some jokes that totally land and work and some of them stretch through a couple of different movies too and it's like this recurring joke that's being built on and those are really fun but 
also there's like moments where they'll have like kind of an emotional intimate scene Shit. and then it's kind of killed a little bit because somebody just has to make a quip drops a one-liner yeah and you're like yeah. ah, you kind of just ruin that moment but yeah but also i mean they're appealing to the the, the biggest possible audience that they can you know so totally and a six-year-old is stoked for that one-liner so i just went on a whole rant about all that and i just i do want to kind of like throw in a little bit of a caveat i'm not a comic book guy if comic books are your whole life and and you love comic books and you love these characters and you love these stories and there are things about these movies that rubbed you the wrong way because they rubbed up against the fandom in a certain way that you disagree with or whatever that's not the same as you i I totally respect that that's not the same as you just that's legit hate right or i mean it's not even hate at that point but it's just a legitimate critique of been on something you love and that's coming from a place of love right yes but then going out and saying like nobody should watch these movies because they're garbage just like well i'm gonna watch them anyway man like i don't know it's uh like the dude said it's just like your opinion man it's just like your opinion (laughs) they're so good they are so good for me, it was I've never been a big camp comic book guy either. Uh, but my exposure to those was my brother, uh, myself, and oddly enough, my rabbi were all hired by this business to do the landscaping out front. When I was like ten, my brother was like twelve, and the rabbi was like thirty or something. And every day for like all summer, he would just tell us. He told us the whole story of the Infinity Stones, but with oh, all wow. of the backstories. And he's a very good teacher. So we'd be out there like digging ditches and like every day I was stoked to get there and be like, okay, so we picked up last time with this character. Wow, doing this. That's would, like, really cool. Oh, he's like a really, he has huge boxes out in his garage of just like tons and tons, like thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of comics. I'm sure. Yeah. He knows the story is like the back of his hand. And so I just got him like hold to me and he's like very descriptive and visual and does like the voices. He was great. So it's just kind of like, I love the movies because it was like seeing those stories come to life, you know? So with all that being said and all the, the love that I showered all over Marvel stuff, I want to ask you about a particular part in Infinity War and then, we're, and then we can move on to the fictional fun fact and everything, but I just couldn't wait to talk to you about this here on okay. the podcast. Um, so listeners, if you've never watched Infinity War, uh, just like skip over to the Monday or the fictional fun fact. <laughs> but I, I need to talk about this, okay? Um, there is something that I noticed, and I think it's in it's particularly with Captain America, but it happens every now and then too. There's like this kind of like deont- deontological through line through some of these books. Um, and if uh, if you're listening and you don't know what deont- deontological means, I can't even pronounce it. It's like the opposite of utilitarianism, like the opposite of the idea that the ends justify the means, right? In Infinity War, uh, they can kill Vision right and destroy the infinity stone thereby protecting trillions of lives right there they have the opportunity and then captain america says we we don't i can't remember what the line is something like we don't trade lives or something like that so basically captain america is objecting to the idea that they could kill this one person to save millions of people right and then again it happens kind of a little bit you know because that's still maybe it will happen maybe it won't there's other avenues we could go down i can kind of understand that to a degree but then like later when they're in wakanda like there are literally people dying like 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 scarlet witch is like standing there watching so many people already dying on this field and they're directly responsible for those deaths by not having killed vision it's odd you know it's not 
it's not i'm not saying it's bad i'm not saying it's good i still i'm still thinking about it and that's a really good example that these movies can be deep like these movies can but like what do you think about that what do you think because well, i think they should have just killed vision and take it and crush that infinity stone you know what i mean like i don't agree with captain america in in that regard okay circumstantially yes you're correct but like you know philosophically do you or does anyone have the right to choose for someone else? And who is that person? The vision that volunteered. And, well, then they should have let him die for it, you know? Because, uh, like, you know, of course, <laughs> Captain America says no, because America was founded on the principle of, like, the individual, right? And, like, individual rights. And, like, no one gets to take from the choice. And everyone has their own, you know? Um, so, like, of course, that's the position that he takes. And in order to not take that would not that would be against his character but yeah i mean if he volunteered then he should have they should have let him go it's like that's kind of also part of the choice right to not let him do his choice yeah it's almost like they were like disrespecting his his opinion his his he volunteered he was like look you just kill me destroy the stone they then thanos won't wipe out half the life forms in the entire universe seems like a pretty fair trade you know and then captain america is just like nope (laughs) <laughs> nope and we'll we'll do you one better vision we'll let a bunch of people in wakanda die so that we don't we because we're not doing it we're not killing you you're one of us like you're one of the the guy the you know the you're one of the the rich we people forever can, i know it's so i don't know like that was like it didn't necessarily rub me the wrong way but it was just one of those things where it's like wow this is really bringing up the utilitarian versus deontological argument that we had explored a little bit when we were talking about um, the ones who walk away from Omelas by Ursula Le Guin. It's like, is there a greater good kind of thing here? You know what I mean? Like the guy volunteered. Uh, Captain America kind of sucks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, uh. He's always been my least favorite. He's like, I would not hang out with Captain America. He's just such a good boy. Like he's just, yeah. so, he's just, uh, yeah, like a nice side much more with, you know, Iron Man. How can you look at those movies and say that they're like 100% one dimensional? Like we just had a conversation about this. Like oh, no. there is some philosophy in there. You know, it's not It's not like you're reading Socrates here, but <laughs> No, but it made me think. Absolutely. Genuinely and sincerely made me think. So yeah, uh we can move on to the fictional fun fact, but I thought that was an interesting little snippet right there. It was an interesting conversation to have. Uh I think Captain America kind of sucks. Uh but if any of you disagree, uh shoot me a line. I'd love to keep talking about this cuz uh it made me think for a while dude i mean people have been arguing over this exact thing for hundreds as and hundreds as of years but i mean argue. yeah no, that's yeah. why i didn't want to like keep going with it because you and i could just spiral down a totally rabbit hole of, <laughs> and we probably agree on most of it obviously but i feel like we would just keep going <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i mean at the end of the day if i want to sacrifice myself for a bunch of people you should let me sacrifice myself chad if we ever both become superheroes and the fate of it of half the lives in the universe are at stake and take you me ask down, me dude. i will take you down yeah you Take don't even have to, you don't ask. Need to ask <laughs> yeah, i'd do it with it even if you ask me not to i probably still would <laughs> yeah but i love you so much dude. i know i love you too but like yeah. there's like trillions of people dude it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like the railway experiment but like half the universe yeah I mean, like it really like tips the scales away from your favor man like it's like the ultimate trolley experiment <laughs> anyway okay let's do fictional fun fact Jeez. okay let's do it all right, so the fictional fun fact this week is uh, going on a little word origin story. So the word bookworm, the word bookworm originated from insects who live and 
eat the binding of books, go figure. Likewise, the larvae of various types of insects, inclusive of moths, cockroaches, and beetles, may chew and devour the books literally. As a result, the people who love to read books is idiomatically called a bookworm because they are consuming books one after another. Uh, and oh. for anyone thinking that bookworm is like a specific, like, oh, that's a bookworm. It's like, no, it's a common name used for several hundred types of insects that feed on books. Apparently, there's a lot of a lot of insects that eat paper. Do you think it's the glue? Or I think it's the paper, too. Yeah, I guess. It's the paper, yeah. It's like the um the fiber and the stuff. You know, it's like the same ones that would eat trees. Yeah, wood pulp, exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a weird term to say, like, I'm devouring books. <laughs> I saw, like, a mental image in my head of somebody, like, literally eating books. Whoa, the book eaters. I mean, after maybe reading that's the book eaters, yeah. Oh, whoa, maybe that's where she got the idea. Like, she was just it, hanging out with someone, and they were just like, oh, I devoured that series. Oh, that's probably why V.E. Schwab said that she devoured it on the cover. Wow, this is all slamming yeah, into oh, my wow, head you right just... now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. I was like, what an oh, odd choice funny. of words, V.E. Schwab. Like, you devout. Oh, my yeah, God. Wow. wow. Jeez, Evan. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know. Would you consider yourself a bookworm? Uh, I'm more of a bookworm with a Y. <laughs> You're a book. Maybe y. a book wyvern, even. A book wyvern. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should, we should coin that. What is yeah. it? A bookworm with a Y sounds even cooler, though. Uh, that's a dragon. I thought where like, worms drag. I know wyverns. A, a wyvern is like a small, like baby, like sub dragon type. Um, they're usually like small, like kind of dragon humanoids. I think I could have that totally wrong. But worms are a term for a big, just your typical dragon. I think I'm just feeling a little bit like uh, ready to fight today. So like I'm just I'm feeling <laughs> feisty today. So like I want to I want to say something about this whole argument about I don't know how bookworms led us to this. What? No, because you said why worm, why worm. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, yeah we're, so, we got there. Yeah. So yeah. whenever, whenever a dragon is depicted on some sort of media, there's always the argument: is it a wyvern or is it a dragon? So I'm going to settle a couple of things right now for you as the authority on all things fantasy. See, see, see. I'm <laughs> not. I am not that guy. But anyway, a wyvern is a reptilian flying creature, scaly. I don't know if they breathe fire, but they their wings Some of them are do. their wings are their arms, and they only yes. have two legs. That That's is a correct. wyvern. Now a dragon <clears throat> is just that, but with four legs and wings. I totally now, agree. Now, that is totally valid, okay? But if you're writing a fantasy series, it doesn't matter because it's a fantasy series. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a fantasy series, you can call it whatever you want. Like so, in a Song of Ice and Fire, like in Westeros and in Essos, in that world, those creatures, they are wyverns to us. Like we would call them wyverns, but if they want to call them dragons, that's what they're called in that world. Right. So right, we're not writing them. So like who's right? So the the it's all moot. It's a moot point. It doesn't matter because dragons aren't real in our world. So whatever they're called and whatever respective thing that they're being written in is whatever they are not so real almost, now in there our almost world. isn't a definition for it you know like at least i would argue yeah. that there's there actually isn't a distinction it depends on the context it depends on what you're reading so i just wanted to settle that because i'm sick of that conversation <laughs> sick of people <laughs> arguing about it like, i mean of all the things to argue about there has got to be just about every other thing better <laughs> to argue about like they're all dragons and the, they're awesome uh, 
I mean, I'm sure somebody's probably going to send me an email saying how wrong <laughs> I sure. am, but I feel, <laughs> I feel right. And that's all that matters in this day and age. Chad, I want to ask you, and this is, we're going to close out after this, because this has been a, a nice juicy episode, but um, I want to ask you, what do you think is superior? A catapult or a, what's the other one called? Trebuchet? A trebuchet. Well, I think the um, trebuchet is because it's... All right, cool. Me too. I think it applies, uh, I think it employs physics better because there isn't this start stop action. Like one of them is just like, go, 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 stop. And then in one part of it keeps going. Whereas the other one employs like a slingshot snap whip action that uses the forward momentum of force and then doesn't kill it. It converts it, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, a catapult yeah. is just the forward momentum stopping. It's like, totally. like a catapult is like if you had a bunch of stuff in the bed of a truck and then you <laughs> went in reverse really hard and then just slammed on the brakes. That's yeah, essentially every time you what a catapult is. Yeah, you in a longboard. Yeah, exactly. Catapult. But with a trebuchet, that's that's beautiful. It's elegant. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's a more efficient use of energy, and I, I w- think. And it's just sweeter looking. And I would like to point out that uh, in the Battle of the Pelennor Fields in Return of the King, uh, they are using trebuchets in Minas Tirith, and those yeah. silly orcs are using catapults, and that's all you got to say, really. It's, I mean, that's very true. It's the difference between punching something and like using a whip, you know. Whereas one of them like whips it, and the <laughs> other know. one just like smashes, you know. <laughs> okay, I think that's gonna do it for us today. Here, uh, long, lengthy, cool episode. Everybody, we thank you so much to for start listening. fighting about whips. Oh my gosh. Uh, you would probably win that argument. Everybody, yeah, I really, really appreciate you being here and giving us your time today. Uh, you probably got to go to work a full week this week, but you know, don't get down on yourself. Don't get down on the work. It'll go by quickly. And uh, we're headed towards a nice part of the year, you know, Christmas. Yeah, you got some uh, leftovers some uh, waiting for you. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, probably not. I, I, I ate mine like the next day. Oh, really? I still got a little bit. Food. Yeah, whatever holidays you, that you do celebrate this coming month, I hope that you get to wherever you're going safely and you're around people that you love and you read some really good books. Yeah, do yourself a solid. Start your New Year's resolutions a couple weeks early. You'll just feel really on top of your game. I am just not going to start any New Year's resolutions and just kind of like keep flowing because all that brings for me is disappointment every year. That's why I say I always try to crush in the fall because it's like by the time I get there, I want to be like, you guys waited till now? Like, (laughs) I've been doing this since October. Be a trebuchet, everybody. Don't be a trebuchet. (laughs) Don't think that works. I love it. Anyway, everybody, you're so awesome. We really appreciate you again being here. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.